We're the top five basketball players out of Seattle all time. <laughs> uh, Jamal Crawford. Okay. Uh, hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Man, you are, you're stumped? Uh, I can't think of it. Yeah. I feel like we got to leave this in the podcast. I want to hear... Isaiah Thomas... Okay, good. That's two. Uh, Think about Garfield High School. Oh, uh, Brandon Roy. There you go. Coach of Garfield High School, Brandon Roy. So is he the coach now? Yeah. This is, this is going in the podcast, so you better not... You don't let your Seattle friends down, the ones that think we just talk about bananas and sandwiches. <laughs> You're in Seattle right now. You got you to you jump to this one. Do you want any, do you want any hints? Uh, slam dunk champion? Would he make the list? Slam dunk champion? Nate Robinson? Yeah, would he make your list? Clearly, you can't think of I don't of know anybody. if he would... I don't know if he'd make my list. Doug Christie? Oh, wow. Jason Terry? Oh, Jets from Seattle? I didn't know that. Wait, you you faded out on me. Fading on you? Fade in on me. There you go. Uh, Fading out on purpose, I think. I got two more for you. I I only know this because I've really been into this guy, Tari Eason. Maybe it's Tori. He's really good. Garfield High. I like him. He's my new favorite up and comer. No, I didn't know he was from Seattle. Yeah, he played. Well, he's. I think he played in Seattle. I don't. He tra- maybe just transferred there, but he played at Garfield. Hmm. And you've got where uh, the great Tony Roten also played. <laughs> sure, sure. Definitely making my list. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, uh, I think Paolo Banchero isn't he? Yes. I think he's from Seattle. Isn't yes, he? Banchero is from Seattle. So I think you got. Mm-hmm. So we're saying Banchero, mm-hmm. Crawford, definitely Crawford, Isaiah Thomas, yeah, Tony Roten, <laughs> Nate Robinson. Roten. <laughs> I'm leaving Doug Christie off this list. I don't like that guy. Uh, I, th- th- there's no way Tony Roten is. Uh... What? <laughs> Why are you kidding me? I'm putting t- I put Doug Christie off the bench. Tony Roten gets the start. Roy for me is uh, fine. Yeah, fine. Roy gets the yeah, start. Jason. Roten's the first guy off the bench. Christie's like a. He's Wait, a did we have Jason Terry on there. It's all guards basically. Yeah, it's not. Well, Ben Carroll, I guess, is a big forward. He's a big. Yeah, he'd be the big. Um, I think it'd have to be Roy and I think Roy'd have to play the five. I mean, if we if you wanted to go way deep, I think. Uh, I think the old uh, former Pistons, James Edwards. Ooh, good, good pull with the big mustache. Yeah, yeah, that's a solid yeah, I five. A, I think he's a Seattle guy. That that bumps Nate onto the bench. Nate's not gonna like that, but no, he's not gonna like that. Yeah, maybe Roy just uh, maybe Roy gets a coach then because he's a coach. Oh, okay, sure, I can do that. Yeah, Roten first guy off the bench. Man, I'm sure there's a couple of guys I'm not thinking about, but 
That's a pretty good company, man. Seattle under un, I was listening to a Jamal Crawford on a podcast recently and uh man, I like that guy. He's a good he's a good he's a good Seattle guy. Anyway, you're listening to Not for Nothing with your house, Chris and Chris. <laughs> Chris is going to do his best to talk into a microphone or a he- or are you just on a phone? I'm on, a, I'm on my, I'm on my uh, AirPods. I don't know if those okay. are good or not. Well, we're going to make it work. It's the holidays. Okay. Uh, yeah. You're on, lo- you're on location in your hometown. Congratulations. You made it. You were in Frisco the other night? What, what, Frisco. That- Frisco. Fr- those for work. Oh. Oh, I was gonna say, like you pretty much only can get direct flights to Seattle. Why would you? Why would you connect? Like Seattle's where I have to go if I'm going home. But I guess you went to yeah. Frisco, get some you, sourdough, what, see some crackheads. What's yeah? What's your thoughts about San Francisco? I fucking hate it. Do you? It's a it's a garbage town, and they fucked themselves, and now they're a garbage. They were like mis- They were all tech, 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 and then COVID, and now they're just it's just heroin. So it's weird because we we were like downtown near Chinatown, the financial district area, and I had a friend who was there not like a couple of months back. He was staying in the same area, and he was like, "Man, it's like terrible." He's like, "There's homeless people all over the place, and it's like gross." He's like, "The hotel even told him like probably shouldn't go out, like walk after dark yeah. down around that area, you know, and stuff." And Don't go to the tenderloin. So we were uh, we we went out to dinner and walked around stuff. I was like, I didn't see one homeless person. I think maybe they're on vacation. Cause they're probably just, they probably have homes. They're probably maybe. Families. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, I, you know, I've never liked Frisco. My homie used to live in the mission. I guess this is in the nineties and it was kind of cool then. And I liked the yeah. big burritos. Uh, but then that got taken over. That kind of turned into Brooklyn. And it's always been like a druggy hippie place. It's always been kind of stinky. Like there, I remember going one time, and like there was a park, I don't know, Golden Gate Park, I guess. It was just grime balls. It was like the the golden age of the the like the homeless people, the homeless kids with the dogs and the gray clothes. You know, what I'm talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. like the totally. gut, the gutter punks. I think they call them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the. It's like I feel like it all kind of stems from like the the um. Like Kate Ashbury, like thing or something. Yeah, tune in and drop like, out, man. Yeah, right. It's it's all from like the Grateful Dead thing that they just kind of kept going for over like forty, fifty years it's or like, something of like, like the style. It's like Boston without the racism. It's like basically that. <laughs> I don't think it's anything like that. It's exactly I like, like San that. Francisco. You do? I like San Francisco. Yeah, I uh, think I could live there. Really? I think. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see what the problem is. A lot of fucking hills, though. I forgot about the hills. Yeah, well, Seattle's got a lot of hills too. So but, not like but, that. Not I like know, San Francisco. I know. Man. I know. There's a that's a whole different set of fucking hills, man. I was, I went for a walk the other day by myself, and I just started walking around the neighborhoods. I ended up actually in this nice little area called North Beach, which is, uh, I think it's like Little Italy over there. Oh, and uh, it was a nice little neighborhood actually. And uh, but then I made a wrong turn, and I I literally went vertical. It, it like the hill was just it was so fucking steep it and you're was, like it was, you're like do i even pretend like i want it like you're like if i climb this people are gonna laugh at me they're gonna yeah i'm out of town here i go yeah. i'm not yeah. gonna let this hill get in my way and people are driving by being like stupid can't even drive 
drive up the hill. There was like a truck who was like barely could make it up the hill himself. And I was like, him and I were like going the same pace, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is going on? Why am I doing this? It's not a town for if you're in a if you're in a manual transmission. It's a tough. tough <laughs> oh God, I could imagine. Yeah, I couldn't imagine. I drove yeah. I drove uh, a manual in in L A once, and like, it was hard. Really? Yeah, because there's hills all up in L A. Yeah. No. Yeah, the Hollywood Hills. Yeah, well, nobody goes to Hollywood Hills. Sure, I do. I got to go meet Kardashian Jerry Heller, and, you know, all of the famous people. <laughs> I don't know who that is. He's, he, was, he was the NWA's manager. <laughs> oh, I, that guy. I don't know why I thought of him. Anyway. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on Frisco, but I haven't been there in a long time. Maybe I'd like it now. I don't know. Maybe. I read a thing in the, New York, in the New Yorker that was like, San Francisco is... It quickly become like a like a problem city, and it was like high on everyone's list. Well, that's Echo. what I, mean. I I keep reading that. Yeah, but I was like, I it just seemed like old. Like I, I used to go there for work quite a bit for some freelance jobs and stuff, and like I it just seemed like the same as I was there like ten years ago. There's or no affordable housing. I think that's a problem in a lot of. Well, places. that's but that's yeah, that's yeah, that's not unique to San Francisco though. So um, I don't know. The Bay, the, the Bay. Bay, the Bay. The Bay. I uh, I probably will have to go at some point because I think I have to. I have an event in there, the Warriors' new arena. That's in San Francisco, right? Yeah, yeah, it's right on the water there. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be all right. We. Uh, oh no! I went years ago. We went to the. It was still the old over in Oakland. We went to a game. Uh, you mean the park that they still use? <laughs> Over by the yeah, over by the old uh, Oakland A Stadium, and then the what was the old NBA arena, the oh, Oracle or something? I think the Oracle is the new one. That was maybe I'm wrong. It has a name. It was like maybe it was the Oracle. We took the, like the, we took the the tram over whatever got out. That was like it was it was all right. That was cool. It's, I like Oakland actually. Uh, I, yeah, but who doesn't? Oakland has like Oakland is a different thing. That's why I think it's kind of bullshit. Is that people from San Francisco claim the Bay and they because they want to have the they want to have like two short and E forty and stuff. They want to claim right. the culture of, the, of Oakland. Right. Of course. But they don't want to go there. Or they do and they just want to buy houses. It might be expensive there now. I haven't been to Oakland in a minute. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah. But anyway, that's the bay. Well, and now you're in Seattle. You're what what neighborhood in Seattle are you in? This the listeners want to know. They want to get a visual. I'm in Ballard, man. Tried Ballard. Tried and true, man. Ballard. It's the only place I go. You gonna hit the locks? Uh, probably not. Oh man, I love the locks. I don't know if I'll have time. I, w- I can't <laughs> wait to take my kid to the locks. He w- that would be like a dream. Oh, come true. he's going to love it. He's going to love it. And for our listeners that think that the locks is only a hip hop group from Westchester, it's, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a boat, is it really? It's a boat, eleva- it's a boat elevator. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Well, it sounds like you're like well on your way to a to a, a merry Christmas. Yeah, well, we're here for a few days, and then we gotta we gotta drive nine hours up into Canada. So um, is that nine hours with the border? That's yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, you'll kind of know this. We five hours to Spokane, and then another like four hours like going north of Spokane into Canada across the border. Kick. Yeah, in the middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, well, it won't be a busy border though. You got that going for you. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Tell, yeah. Sp- tell Spokane, fuck off for me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Yeah, 
Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's the only way to uh, go through Spokane. Is to yeah. The fuck off. Talk about so, shit. Yeah. Talk about shit cities. Yeah. Now there's a shit city. Yeah. yeah. People shit, think yeah. like they they people that have never been to Spokane are like they're like oh I've heard Gonzaga in Spokane is wonderful. They think that Spokane <laughs> will be wonderful. Is not. No. It's, no. A, it's the furthest no. thing. It might be nice I'm now. Sure I have no idea. I'm sure it's fine now. It's totally different. They were the OG meth. That was the me- the first place I ever heard about meth was Spokane. The original, I think. Yeah. I think that's was, the I think that's the Hartford of uh, was, the West it Coast. Was, it was way ahead of its time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For meth. <laughs> oh man. All right. Yeah. Well, are you so you excited? You're gonna go see, visit your brother? That's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll spend Christmas with the fam up in Canada, and then uh, you know. Do they have Christmas? In, do they do Christmas in Canada? Yeah, of course. I'm, just, I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds different, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what's that yeah. little boot? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Merry Christmas. Has your brother you know? picked up the Canadian dialect? Does he say a boat? Uh, maybe a little bit, but I don't think so. I yeah. Think I... Few, uh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I'll uh, I'll report back next week and let you know. My cousin lives there. She's from Libby, Montana, and it, she like it's almost like she's putting it on. It's so thick. She's it's crazy. She's trying too hard. She I don't think she's trying. I thought she just assimilated really well. She's in it. Uh, it's probably but, hard not to. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I would, I would, I definitely would. Um, Chris, uh, do what? Uh, so then you're coming back, and then we'll then we'll get to see you. We get to spend New Year's together. So, uh, hi, uh, we can jump right into sports unless you've got some fun things you want to talk about. Is there any? I didn't even ask you if you had topics to speak of on oh, this fine gosh. Christmas special. Uh, yeah, I don't really think I've uh, got anything. Um, you? I have one thing. Uh, just it's a, a, an observation. Uh, I was I was listening to a podcast recently. Um, it doesn't matter what it was, but they were talking about like sort of the decline of prestige TV and like how movies might be coming back. You know. Okay. Then, like prestige TV has gotten too formulaic and like the downfall has sort of been that it used to be a place where like actors that were like great actors, but were never that hadn't gotten famous, like kind of got their chance. And then to really show their chops, like James Gandolfini or Edie Falco or like Brian Cranston, like the, the, that was like the golden age of, or even like succession, you know, like these are all character actors that like, unless you really knew acting. Right. Maggie Smith, like in Downton Abbey, like that. But now it's like, put a famous person in it, like make sure that like Al Pacino's in it, and then like that's kind of like then then we'll just build a prestige show around this famous person, and that's the draw. And it's not, gotcha. and it's a, it's kind of become formulaic. Gotcha. So I was thinking because I just saw Dream Scenario, uh, with with uh, Nicolas Cage, and I was shocked when I realized he never did a, a prestige TV turn. Like he stayed in the movie lane for, I go- think he for hates good or bad. TV. Really? I think he hates TV. Yeah. I think he just, I just saw like a little interview. I, it was like a, it was just a clip of an interview where he, I shoot, I don't know. Remember he just, someone just turned him on to a certain TV show and he was always, he was like, Oh, I, I don't, he doesn't ever watch TV. And I think he thinks it's technically like trash or something, but he watched, a really good show and he was like oh actually this is actually kind of good like maybe i should consider this no don't do it cage be the holdout yeah i think i think you're right i think you should hold out 
I will. He say, also said. I think he also said he only has like six more movies in him, and then he's done. Well, that's fine. I, yeah, <laughs> there's there's plenty to go back to. <laughs> it's a it's a. I mean, I'm a big fan. You know, like I I'm a big. Fan. I I dragged uh I dragged our old producer John Sargent to this. And I realize I drag people to Nicolas Cage movies a lot, you, present yes. company included. It, it's your thing, yeah. Yeah, I so I mean, but there, and I so I watch a lot of them, and uh, I still haven't seen. I've probably seen like fifty percent of them. Wait, so which one? Which one did? Which one is this? Dream scenario. It is a. It's a movie that is basically the the premise is that a professor, like a sort of a professor in like a a small college town, uh is like just lives a normal bland life and suddenly he he pops up in everyone's dreams and it becomes this like thing like he he can't control it but like people see him in their dreams and and like and it's sort of him realizing this and then the fame that comes with it and then it plays all into all of these like current like he people want him to become an influencer and like just sort of like there's a there's a a me too turn it's like it's it's it almost gets a little too heavy-handed in the social commentary mm-hmm. but the first half is like brilliant and he's great throughout like he's understated he's of course he's just he's not he's he's so incredible the acting is incredible michael sarah's in it and he's great uh i can't i recommend it i highly recommend it okay right. but i but i wouldn't he, say like it's a perfect movie by any means of course not. Of course not. But he, I, this is this is very like sort of found this weird lane now of like these sort of um, I, I don't know I, like existential or meta sort of movies. Yeah. Right. Where like they, I, I feel like these people are just making these movies and writing these movies just because they're like, oh, it's like Nick Cage. This is a part for Nick Cage. Yeah. It, but the thing was, it wasn't like over the top. Like it wasn't like no by any means. No. 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 This was this was a more in like in line with Pig. Did you see that? I never saw. Pig, oh, Pig's no. incredible. Pig's incredible. But, but what's the one where he like basically plays like himself or a character of himself? That is uh, the Charlie Kaufman movie. Uh, right. Uh, no, and then there was the one more recently too, where he's like. Um, oh yeah, yeah, the one where he's like he gets paid to like make an appearance by the 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 like Spanish like gangster guy or whatever. Yeah, I can't. I saw it. I can't remember what it's called. But yes, that's clearly written for him because it's about him, Nicolas Cage. Right, right. But they, but these are. I feel like these are all kind of the same kind of vein of like these type of movies now, where everyone's like, "Oh, wouldn't that be fun if we just did this kind of a movie with like and then it's the Cage, like kind of playing himself." But it's I don't know. It's like a. It's a weird. It's a weird. It's a. It's interesting lane that he's found. That but everyone has sort of drawn to him. And likes him in these roles, and then I think they kind of keep creating these movies for him. I definitely sense. think you're right. I think people write these movies with a lot of times, or like are at least developing these movies with him in mind. Right. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, I think Mandy is probably the the uh, the extreme case of that, uh, or the movie you, you mentioned where he plays himself. But and I've seen like he made the vampire movie he was just in was pretty terrible. Um, so it's not it, you know he still got bad shit in him. But of Dream course. Scenario is very. It's a, it's a it sh- kind of shows like how he ca- he didn't he doesn't go over the top at all he just plays it real perfect hmm. it's really and he's not likable he's a, he's cl- like I realized like three quarters of the way through the movie I was like oh this guy sucks <laughs> <laughs> like stop rooting for him 
And the funny thing is, I wondered, like, he's bald in the movie. And I wonder if he, like, what he did, did, did with his hair. Did he, like, like, did he shave his hair? Did he just let his hair be his hair? Like, I don't know what his hair situation is in hmm. reality. He's definitely got some either plugs or wig, right? So, like, yeah. what did they, did they put a, like, did he make a makeup team put a bald cap and makeup over his not real hair? It's very complicated <laughs> to think about. It's very complicated. That's yeah. meta in and of itself. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. It's, it just seems very, uh, yeah. There's the, the whole, Everything about him is just, like, it's tailored to this kind of a weirdness. It makes, uh, it makes him great. It makes him great. Yeah. Yeah. No one else can, I don't think anyone else can pull it off, actually. I don't either. I, I, uh, yeah, he's like, he's, yeah, he's a perfect, he's a perfect human being. Um, so anyway, that was a, that's my non, that's my non, my non-sports, that's my only non-sports thing. So the, the listeners that hate the non-sports shit are happy. We can go right into, uh, right into, uh, Giannis taking his basketball and going home. Um, so I, here's a hot take. This is a great take. Um, I was having breakfast with RJ long time, first time, whatever. Uh, he, a friend of the pod and he was like is a tough week for uh for Giannis and Mahomes they like went from like the everyone's favorite to the villains like they just yeah. villainized themselves happen. in the in one in one fell swoop like they are suddenly it's crazy how quickly it can happen like you I think I think people are waiting for the moment to you know like you just I think that could be true I think people are just yeah just dying to hang on to something yeah Right. Yeah, I d- and it and it also like your. I mean, your success just leads you to people like starting to not like you. I think too. Like nobody wants to see, you know, like it, Tom Brady or in the Patriots or or you know LeBron. Like everyone just is. They can only take so much, and then they're just like well, oh, Brady. They just get tired Brady played it perfect. Brady was like, I don't care if you fucking like me. Uh, I'll just win, and it's kind of like like the hatred is almost as important as the love, you know. Yeah, because the hatred—that's that's just that's just a hating. It's a balance, and I think probably in in Mahomes' case is similar. Like people just don't like winners. Like Steph is the only person that is like absolved from all success, for the and, most part. But I think a lot of people still kind of start hating Steph too, though. It's you know, and, and they're, they just—they're looking for a reason. They're like blaming Draymond on him. You know, they're like, <laughs> it's like so. Yeah, I think people. You're right. People are looking, but I I definitely felt, and maybe you have a different take. I thought the Giannis thing is so funny because like there isn't a right answer. It's like stupid. It's just stupid that, yeah. we, that, that we even know about it. But it's like, it's right. And it's stupid that we're talking about it, that anyone's talking about it because if, if this was a pre like social media, like 24 hour news cycle world, no one would even know this happened. It would be like no. lore. Like in like 20 years, Tyrese Halliburton would be like, yo, fucking Giannis freaked the fuck out over this basketball. Like, and right. we were definitely doing it to antagonize him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. Like no one, no one would care. No one would be paying attention. Yeah. You're right. And it would come up years later as like a funny anecdote. As like, in like it would book. be like, yeah, exactly. Like all the like old Larry Bird stories or something, yeah, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That you were like, everyone would be like, "Oh, dicks. I have no idea." Yeah, I yeah. have no idea. Like, Not Larry. Yeah, what? Yeah. I don't. I don't. Giannis could do whatever the fuck he wants, and I definitely think that like the Pacers were antagonizing him. But but I definitely. Hundred percent. My my, I the thing that I hate about Giannis isn't Giannis at all. 
It's fucking Theonis. It's his fucking brother. It's that guy. I he I dislike him more than any person on in playing on an NBA team. I think. Wow. Did you see him go like so extra, like hold me back yeah. when yeah, yeah, when Giannis yeah. got taken down, and it was like the like anyone could hold that guy back. He's like twenty feet tall, and he's doing this <laughs> whole like just staying in out of the off the court. Like oh, like what were you gonna do? Like what on earth? Like you're getting paid, okay. you're getting paid to like share a bedroom with your brother. Like just <laughs> pump the fucking brakes, dude. Like, and he did I the mean, same shit when with the, like the ladder when like the Sixers put the ladder up. He's like, don't. Oh, uh, right. It's like, what? Like, he knows his role. That's his role. He knows it. it. Yeah, but it's so dumb. It's so put I, on. I don't disagree. It's, it's but he's le- he's leaning into it. He knows what he he's there for. Uh, he's got to do something. Like, it must feel exactly. so weird to go to practice every day as that guy. Yeah. yeah. He's li- he's he, getting paid. He's, he's getting the, paid for it. So fuck it. Who cares? He's the worst player on a team. He's the worst basketball player on any team. He's like, if you if you did like. First to worst, he would end up the he would be the last person. I mean, he's 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 already sort of become. It's it's not a it's not a straight comparison, but it, he's literally he's sort of just the um, the Adonis Haslam kind of a thing. Where like you just, but for a totally different reason. But he's just he's just the guy you have to have on the end of your bench. Miami's always had that though. That Juwan Howard into his seventies, like they're just like we got this spot. You're right, like that kind of paved the way as the fifteenth man. To be like a yeah. support system. And he's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm not playing, but I'm just here. I, like Haslam at least would be the guy who would like, you don't want coming off the bench because if you do, you're in trouble. Yeah. You see that but, beard coming? Fuck that. But, uh, he's got like a switch or a belt. Something on him. He's got something. He's got, got it's like the old wrestlers when they used to hide the roll of quarters in their, in their trunks. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's like Haslam would come out with like, pull it out when the ref isn't looking like, Give a cheap shot or something. <laughs> it's funny you bring up refs. I was thinking this the other day. Uh, the uh, wrestling nailed refs. Like wrestling, like it's so yeah. funny. Like wrestling refs are exactly what refs are. They're kind yeah. of idiots in the way, pretending to hold up the rules, but really ultimately, like the league's gonna get their way. They're gonna get the champion they want, and like they kind of have some authority, and and they'll definitely ruin matches by like being in the way. But really, they're just kind of dumb, a necessary yeah. evil or like patsy. Like they, yeah, they, it's yeah. so funny. Like the like, <laughs> that's what makes wrestling so great. It's like art imitating life. Like they're just like all they're doing is is satirizing what actually exists in sports. Referee, yeah, yeah. It just helps move the show along, or they're part of the show. Like, yeah, it's, it's not. It, but they should. Like the thing is, is like they shouldn't be. No one in right. wrestling wants the ref to be like. Get, no. get knocked out and then like come to and realize like oh someone's being pinned i should i should do the three count they're like no you missed the whole thing <laughs> they should just have they should have like special guest referees for football yeah <laughs> just like, like yeah yeah just like bring like eli manning out and be like oh, yeah walter oh, oh. payton or i mean uh william well, well, william like, perry yeah. that sorry yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Buster be Douglas. Buster Douglas yeah. comes out. <laughs> and then he just like turns his back on a, on a penalty or yeah. something. And like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pretends I to get into it with like a, with an assistant coach or Dom, <laughs> yeah. like that Dom guy. That'd be or, or great. Cutlet's, yeah. Cutlet's, yeah. Ma- Cutlet's agent is like Bobby the Brain. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Distracts yeah. the ref and it doesn't. Yeah, and then like, like yeah, blows like a foreign substance into their eyes, like on the, when <laughs> they run into the sideline or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, it'd be so much more entertaining. Yeah, it, and nothing would change. Yeah, it's the same thing. Great. Yeah, it'd be funny for yeah. us. It'd be funny if wrestling took instant replay and like played into it. <laughs> They still get the color wrong. Yeah, they still get it wrong. Yeah. Yeah. That'd they're be just, great. They just talk to an old Nintendo. <laughs> that'd be amazing. They're like, we drew this play, yeah. we drew this exact play up in Tech Mobile. And uh here it is. Um Do you think the NFL like says like it kind of took a page from wrestling and was like, try to get these calls egregiously wrong as possible? So that there's like so much like anger and like from from the teams and the, from the fans and the whole thing just to rile people up. I wish. I mean, just right? to create like, a storyline. Yeah, and, and like they take it. I feel like they take it as far as they can to sort of stay within the within the realm of of sort of a real possibility that like he actually made that terrible call. Like but people still believe. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that like we just keep doing ref shit, but like. I think that the, I, this idea of human error plays into that whole concept. It's like, it's like we like it has to be bad because humans inherently are bad and miss things. So like it can't yeah. be perfect because if it was, then this game wouldn't have the element that we need for it to because we do things wrong. We get things right. wrong. Right. Right. Well, and the players get things wrong. So it's it's. And the coaches, you know, we're like, we're, you know, the thing I don't get is that it's the, the, the players and the coaches, everybody can be held accountable and like find and do whatever and get, you know, blamed and, and dissected and stuff. But there's no accountability with the refs. Yeah. Did you, I don't know if you listened to that podcast with the XFL head of commission or the XFL head of officiating. Uh, he was talking about, like, yeah, I didn't, you said it to me. Yeah. It's pretty incredible. Um, it's on the NFL Yahoo NFL Blitz uh, podcast feed. Um, there's a there's this whole like idea that like that that like re- we don't know anything about referees. Like, why do we know all the players' salary? Like, we know so much about the players. We can we can dissect them as as people, as children, as players. At, you know, and we know their money. We know their agents. But like, referees are this this thing that we don't even get to hear the stats on. Like, why are there, why isn't there a person that's like, all right, so here's the ref crew for this football game. And here's how many games they've called or refereed. And here's how many plays they've blown. And here's how many times they have to go to the replay booth. And here's how many times they've been overturned. Like, why don't referees have stats? Because the, because the NFL doesn't want to share that information. It would be amazing. Like, and it would also like, but NFL's creeping so f- close to just being a gambling sport exclusively. Like, referee stats should be available mm-hmm. because you then you would know. Like, it would. I think it would affect like the, at least the over under, right? If you like really knew the stats on how probably how games yeah. are called, or like this officiating yeah. crew has this they, much playoff experience, this many fucking reviews, you know. They've been doing it a little bit on on some of like the uh, maybe the pre games or something for like some of the some of the prime time games like Thursday nights and Monday nights or something where they're like oh this is like uh, you know whatever the guys one of the guys names uh, the head ref and it's like his crew doesn't call as many like penalties or pass interference penalties like they let him play so they they've been kind of uh, uh, you know putting it out there a little bit for certain of these guys because they do have 
a, t- a tendency a little bit. So I, 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 I feel like I've noticed it a little bit as well, but, um, I would also like to know like what referees, how referees referee w- against certain, co- when they ref certain coaches. Right. I feel like certain coaches get like passes. Yeah. Like if Tomlin yeah. fucking trips a player on a kick return, <laughs> if that's, <laughs> if that's fucking, if that's Brandon Staley, <laughs> like it's a different thing, you know? So there's a, there's a, um, What's the guy for Fox who does, who's the former officials, head of officials, not Mike Pereira, but the other, the younger guy with the dark hair. I don't know. Gene. Um, I think they're all called Gene, right? No, not, no, not Gene. No, he's like a younger dude. He, uh, anyway, he, he does Fox, um, on Seattle sports radio, like a week or two ago. Um, and they interviewed and they kind of went into the weeds of like what actually happens behind the scenes. And he was like, there's actually former referees. It was actually kind of interesting to me because he, he, he kind of explained it where they have a grade, they have a grading system for every single game. And they, they like self grade, I think themselves and each other as a crew. And then there's former referees who are retired, who go and sort of watch games or watch the tape and sort of, and, and make a grade on each ref for each game. It's like a year end. Like when you do your like review, yeah, like you're in review, and then that that helps. That's how they help determine who gets to go uh, ref the, the playoff games and go and go further into the playoffs and eventually the Super Bowl. So he's like, there is this whole system, you know, people uh, sort of peer reviews and all these things, and they get you know whatever letter grades or number grades or whatever it is. And so he's like, and if they have like a really egregious whatever you know their grading system if it's really bad he's like after a few years he's like they they kind of get fired he's like but to me my takeaway was like it takes way too long for them to get fired like it's too many they get too many second and third and fifth and tenth and twentieth chances back to the xfl guy he was saying that the problem with refereeing and the problem with the current state of referees is that the pool has gotten so small and yeah and it and it stems from the fact that parents are the worst so like mm-hmm. you know, when people have bad experiences as youth referees or officials, yeah, they, they tend to quit. They don't like go into like the higher ranks. They don't move up because right. they're just like, who wants to get berated by some fucking exactly. AAU parents? So totally. like, and so right. that that ultimately it's a it's a it's a self fulfilling prophecy as like the shitty parents, <laughs> like a shitty parent somehow that's like also screaming at the TV on Sundays is like kind of part of the problem. Exactly. And I think, and then I, I actually think like more former players actually become. Well, who wants to do that fucking job? They don't, they don't cause that job sucks. Well, yeah, but some of these guys probably, you know, could use the money. It pays well. They know the game. Tony Roden, thought... Tony Roden. I'm looking at you. Yeah. Right. Why not, man? What else is he doing? I don't know. Probably playing somewhere. We've probably get paid way better than you would at some other stupid, you know, nine to five job that you're, you know, trying to sell fucking insurance or fucking real estate or something. Uh, I just saw like a, uh, I just saw like a clip of an interview with, with uh, Smush Parker was on some podcast. Apparently, he's he's trying to be he's trying to become an NBA ref. Well, good luck saying, to him. Yeah, and he was saying it's re- he has no idea what he thought he knew playing basketball from now trying to be a ref and learn how to, how the, the, what, to be a ref. He's like, he's like, I, I didn't even know, like it was sounds something like he was like, didn't even know like half the stuff. Wow. He's like, being a, being a ref is really hard and really technical and really important. 
And he's like, he's like, I never would have talked to refs when I was a player if I knew now all this stuff about what it takes to be a ref. Wouldn't have talked to him at all, or he wouldn't have talked to yeah, him. Yeah, he, well, he wouldn't want to talk back to him and like berate them and like you know like tell them that they have no idea what they're doing, you know, kind of stuff. Because he he has no he had no clue himself as a player. Well, I mean, I rules are and how to how to do that job and all that stuff. So he just has a bigger appreciation for it now, and he wants to be a he wants to be a ref. And I think that's a that's not a bad idea, especially for those guys who are who only maybe play for a year or two or who are in the game. You know, who maybe who don't have the longevity or they're not superstars, but I think that would be a great landing spot for former players is to go into this to still be a part of the game and, and maybe help it. Maybe you should start a program because would. I wonder if the players would be nicer too. Maybe, yeah, exactly. Potentially, this is interesting. Uh, we talk about refs too much on the show, but like I, just, it's like it's become our it's become our weekly thing. I mean, but it's not, you know, it's, it's a big thing now. It's a, it's a big, I like, I just don't, I don't like the fact that the refs aren't held accountable or they, they don't like, do they get fined? Do they get punished? You know, like they don't, you know, the, the players and the coaches can't speak out against the refs or they get fined, but the refs can, you know, do whatever the fuck they want to do. So there's a double standard there that I'm, I just don't like. And I feel like there's some area that they can, that they just have to at least be more transparent about all this stuff then too. Cause they're transparent about everybody else except for the rest. Yeah. I mean, I, and then, then I and I feel like that makes the general public feel like there's something that they're either trying to hide or, or trying to get away with. Uh, and like, just, just make it more transparent. I don't know why you can't just, it'd, just be, it'd, be, sort of, it'd be funny if we knew all the, like, like if we're like, all right, this player has, this ref has blown X amount mm-hmm. of calls, so he's on. He's on like a little bit of a watch. Yeah. And so if he blows yeah. any more, it's yeah. probably a one game suspension for him. Like the same way that we treat like you know any any player, and like when they're walking on a thin line, like this player for the Steelers that got suspended for the rest of the year. Now making right. a bad call and giving people concussions is two different things. But well, it, it would be interesting. It's also like I don't understand this whole thing. Like so, the 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 Dom guy for the Eagles gets in a shoving match with one of the players and the, and the ref is able to throw him off the sidelines. Like the ref has that much power. Yeah. You know, to like, like that doesn't make sense either. Like he, he doesn't like in NBA games, they can throw, they can throw fans out of the stands. I know. Right. And like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I, I pay the fucking ticket. You can't tell me to get out of the stadium. Yeah. That, but like you're a, you're a ref. That like pisses that's, me that's, off. I don't like that. I don't like that security guards get involved in players fights. I think that's weird. Like it's weird, but it's also like I mean, he was on the sidelines right there, and it's like, I, like it's, it's not on the play of field. It's not like he went onto the field. Like it, it's a gray area. I get, but like he's there as to enforce security for the team. Well, there's so many fucking people though that are on the like, especially like in the playoffs and the Super Bowl that don't even yeah. have anything to do with like. There's like agents and shit on the field. I know. Yeah, I know. It's it's ridiculous. It's out of control. But it's also like, like we need to we need to sort of. I mean, there's multiple things to this, but yeah, we need, I think we need to sort of rein in the, the authority of, of, of referees now in all sports too. Like it's gone too far and they've given them too much, you know, broad uh, leeway and, and, and things to be able to determine and stuff. And, um, and everything's too open to interpretation. Yeah. Right. Well, that's like, the problem. Just, that's, that's, that's the NFL has got you there. They love that. Right. They love well, the and interpretation that's, and that's part. What, uh, and that's what uh, uh, the guy, the, the former ref guy on the, on the radio I was listening to was saying. He's like, he's like, from crew to crew, one guy will call interpret it, the, the call this way and pass interference, and the other guy will see it differently because 
he interprets the rule a little bit differently. And that's the problem. I think it was, he was saying inherently is that you, everybody just has their own interpretations of these rules. Well, and that's, that's, that's why I like rugby because rugby, when there's a call, there's not as many calls, but then they, you know, right. players from the team come over and the referee ha- on mic and camera has to explain to the players what the call was and why he made the call. Yeah. And then everyone hears that. And it's like, it gives, it creates a little bit more, of what you're talking about like there ha- he has to like you know own up to the fact that or the, r- the rationale behind the call yeah right right i'm with it that'd be that'd be that'd be, that'd be more tra- i think that'd be more transparent more fair i think across the board all right chris all right oh, that was really good that was re- that was yeah. great, great way to way to let that out we, we, we really yeah. did our research impressive a little, uh, <laughs> we're really thinking about refs here yeah, a little ref therapy there. I think the uh, <laughs> safe safe space. We're trying to create a safe space for uh, for ref discussion. Yeah, right, yeah. You could come here and talk about refs in a in a, in a very organized and it, like it. Don't scream at your TV. Don't get a, like a little doll that you rip up every time a ref. Goes <laughs> up a damn it doll. Yeah, one of those damn it dolls. <laughs> Just bashing it over the coffee table and yelling, "Damn it!" Yeah. Um, before we get into NFL picks, I just want to send a shout out to the Philadelphia 76ers and Joel Embiid specifically. Uh, big game last night. Embiid scored 51. Yeah, he's his uh, his. I think he just had 12 straight games of 30 and 10, which is the most since Kareem 50 years ago. Uh, I mean, they've been playing some patsies, but last night they beat a really good team in Minnesota. Uh, I'm just, I'm astonished, and it's so fun to watch. Like Embiid and and Maxi's two game, like they just trust each other so much. I think that the Sixers in a five game period have scored more points than any other team in NBA history, like in one stretch. Which is, I mean, it might just say about like a lot about what's going on in the NBA right now because a lot of teams are scoring a lot of points. But still, it's nothing to shake a stick at. The reigning MVP is looking pretty MVP ish. Maybe it's a it's a uh, props to uh, your boy Nick Nurse there too for one hundred percent right for, for opening this offense and and getting them to uh, uh, sort of bloom more so than uh, I mean Doc Rivers never was going to be able to so I watched Nick Nurse like I was watching the third quarter of the game last night Ubre is kind of like all over the place he doesn't really like no, like he, that's just who he is I know but but yeah. Nurse, Nurse pulls him aside like he watched him and he pulled him aside. And like the next three possessions, I think Ubre had like two drives that scored. Like it was like he they're listening to him. It's bizarre. Like it, like you like you see immediate impact. Like he'll pull, he'll he'll like his lineup switches. Like though confounding, you'd be like, why the fuck is Marquise Morris in there or whatever? Like, but you like it suddenly like the bleeding stops. Where Doc would just let the bleeding happen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nurse Nurse does all these like quick switches. He'll be like, house get in for a couple of minutes. Like let's just try to figure instead of doc just being like starters your rest time is at the beginning of the third quarter like he he's doing something he's using the 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 team that he has uh specific to the game that's being played in front of him. yeah mm-hmm. and it is so enjoyable I, and i would say i had that exact thought like i was like fuck i am i've i the like it's last season was worth it to have nick nurse like i am at that stage like the heartache of last season yep. happening was yep. worth mm-hmm. just getting to have Nick Nurse. Yep, hundred percent agree. I, I, it's the power of uh, 
And one, it's the power of an organization realizing that a change needs to be made. And two, finding a, a like a, a good coach and not just sort of recycling coaches, but actually realizing the, the impact and the value of good coaching. Yeah. And also like, I just don't see nurse, like he does bitch a lot, but he's not out there. Like he's got, like, he's got like, like the problem with doc, well, one of many is that he's like a, he's like a TV star too. You know, he's an ex player. Mm-hmm. Like he's always got to be famous. Like he's like, I was a famous player and I was a famous whatever. And like, there's this ego that plays into it that yeah. makes him kind of hard to like, I'm like, you shouldn't be so front and center as the coach, you know, like they, he play does this old school thing, like harping on the refs and like trying to be best friends with everybody and like letting shit slide and like my way or the highway. Like I'm just fucking so glad to be rid of that guy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think a lot more teams should, uh, I think it's sort of that changing that 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 guard kind of. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how long it's going to last, but I like I love. I don't know either. I love watching Sixers games, and that's the first time I've been able to say that. In like, I think in the post Iverson era, where like a regular season game, I'm like, this is fun. Like, it's interesting because I think I think that was the sort of the same sentiment with Nick Nurse in Toronto for the, like the first what three or four years was like. This is great. This is amazing. They're doing great. His offense is, you know, whatever. They're scoring points and blah, blah, blah. But then it, it seemed like, you know, he kind of lost the players or whatever, his thing. And, and maybe that's just his, the cycle of him. Is It's just, well, he's yeah, one of those kind been, of like. They've been awesome ever since. Go Raptors. <laughs> well, yeah, but that's not, that's not to say Nick Nurse should have stayed there either because it seemed like they should have parted ways as well. But. Like maybe he's a, maybe he's just that sort of like four to five year kind of guy and, and just has to cycle through new teams and stuff. I was, um, about to, I which was, is, which is fine. I like, that might just be the way things go nowadays where you just can't have longevity anymore. And you, maybe you shouldn't. I was watching Joe Missoula fight with one of his assistants the other night. Like it was barely a thing, but I was like, ew, like that's not great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you want to do picks? Yeah. Yeah, okay. well. we're going into picks, and I will tell you that last week I was eight five and three, lots of ties. You were a one game better at nine four and three. Uh, my, I am twenty one games over five hundred, and Chris, you have successfully made it back to five hundred, which is exactly where you were at this time last year, five hundred. That's crazy, right? And um, all like you were saying, so far this year there's been eleven ties. I didn't do any research on this, but that seems like an awful lot for like, I think the last couple of years we've had like three or four for the season, maybe five. Yeah. You know, there seems to be a lot of, uh, of, of sort of, uh, even splits here. Like, um, Vegas you know, is nailing it. Yeah. I mean, they're, uh, whatever. Yeah. So anyway, on to week 16, uh, Chris, actually you got to, <laughs> this is somewhat embarrassing. Uh, not for me, for my mom, but, um, Wi-Fi sucks so bad in her place that literally only two rooms have Wi-Fi and I'm on the other end of the house. So I can't use, I can't enter anything into our spreadsheets because it's, uh, oh, I've got to do it. You're going to have to do it for us. Oh, goody. Okay. That's fun. I get to do it. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll call out the games. You just have to put in the X's on. Wow. I see him behind the curtain here. Do you see now the the donuts are made or whatever? Let's go. All right. Thursday night, December 21st, New Orleans, plus three and a half on the road 
in LA against the Rams, Chris. I think this one's an obvious call for both of us. Yeah, we're both going to say the Rams. It's just weird. This line's moving towards New Orleans for some reason. Yeah, that's strange. Maybe t- too many people are probably just betting on the Rams, I guess. Yeah, but now it's... Right? It was, Is that how that I think works? it was like four and a half yesterday, and now it's three and yeah, a half. Yeah, I think so. you're right. Yeah. So uh, I'll take that. I'll take the three and all a right. half. Yeah, easily, right? Uh, like the Rams are on fire. They're scoring a lot of points, too, lately. Uh, all right, two Saturday games. Hold on. Uh, I got I to gotta do the thing I forgot already. Jesus. Okay, I'm doing, on, it. I'm doing it. I'm doing yeah, it. I'm on it. All right, all right, all right, all right. I'm going too fast for you. I'm ready. Cincinnati, okay. Pittsburgh. Let's go. Cincinnati, minus two in Pittsburgh. Uh, what are you thinking on this one? I'm not going to bet against Rudolph on Christmas. <laughs> Go Steelers. <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. It's a, I feel like this is tough for you because you got your it's boy not Browning. tough, dude. I'm joking. Browning is my guy. I, I saw like one series with Rudolph last week. It's fucking bad. <laughs> <laughs> do not do not that plus two is a fucking that's a gimme get cincinnati minus two all yeah, the way yeah. all day i'm with you i'm 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 riding the browning train here too with you so, there you uh, go while in yeah, while yeah. in washington you must listen, ride the browning train they, well that's uh that's a good point too and then, listen i watched that game last week where they did i mean they were down bad against minnesota they came back and won that game and i was like this is insane i, I mean i can't how can you right. i mean they broke even they broke even last year on the spread for us last week but still, like it was impressive enough that uh, that yeah, two points. Come on, let's. Are you let's... a Browning believer? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm a believer, but I'm I'm willing to uh, to to ride the train here for now. He's definitely going to be playing somewhere next year. Yeah, I think so. Him and maybe Drew Locke both yeah. are uh, might have oh. played their way. We'll get to him in a minute. Chef but uh, all right, Saturday night game: Buffalo minus twelve as the favor going into LA against the chargers. I think the only question here is like, will Buffalo run the score up this much? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) um, Maybe it's not a, a, maybe after two or after a bad Steelers game, maybe TV's like, we got to keep some fans in the seats. Like, we'll keep it close, but I don't see why or how. Yeah. I don't think the chargers have anything to be able to keep it close. Like they just, that stick guy was terrible. Terrible. I think Keenan Allen is still out, I think, for this week. Um, maybe they just keep him out for the rest of the season here. I think 12 is always a lot, but uh, I mean, they, I mean, they blew out Dallas by over 21, yeah, I think. So, yeah. so 12 is not uh, that much this season for some reason. Yeah, right. It seems like it. You're right. Uh, lines so all we'll seem take, to be covers. So, yeah, let's, let's, we're both taking the same thing again. There. All right. Uh, moving on to Sunday. Detroit minus three in Minnesota. This one gets a little tricky, maybe. Well, both teams are playing for their futures, right? Yeah. Everyone. I think if Detroit wins, I think if Detroit wins, they win the division. I'm. It's so funny. Like I swing the other way. Like I was like, I hate Detroit, and then when everyone loved them, I was like, they're fake. And now that they're bad, I'm like, maybe they're good. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, I'm just a contrarian all around. I'm going to take a minus three in Minnesota, even though Minnesota at home seems scary-ish. Uh, Nick Mullins. I'm going to take the three. I take it back. I'm going Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota. yeah. All right. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to take. I'm going to take Detroit Rock City. Uh, uh, I think they're just. I think they're just far too good over Minnesota here. Uh, uh, Minnesota had some trouble scoring some points. The last Minnesota can too. still make the playoffs. Like I feel like they can, they can, they can. It's, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be real. Cl- it's gonna be really tight between the Rams, Minnesota. I think is it Green Bay even and Seattle. Like it's gonna be. A, it's gonna come down to the last week. I think. Yeah. Well, here you go. Uh, speaking speaking of, of Seattle, 
minus two and a half in Tennessee. I think Ryan Tannehill is going to be the starter. Kudos to us for calling the Seattle win last week. Not just the Seattle cover, the Seattle yeah. win. So, yeah. bravo. Yeah. And bravo yeah. to Drew Locke and his tearful post-game celebration or interview. I, mm-hmm. There's no one, like, you know I love Locke. Mm-hmm. You know I love Gino. I'm, a, I'm torn. I like them both. I think you came up with the greatest nickname I've ever heard in my life. Which is for the for the 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 the, the duo the QB tandem the QB tandem yes that's a good yes which is locksmith <laughs> and it's amazing and I, the, yeah like it's just been sitting there so obvious to everybody yeah I, I can't believe no one's actually uh, uh, gotten in on it somehow I just love that he was great it was like he you was, know and you know what he was great the only reason he got to be great was because that he had to be. Carol, right. if that if that same drive happens in the third quarter, it's three and out because Carroll yes. won't let. Him, but because he had his, he was fucking hogtied and had to let Locke play the game that he yep. needed to play. Yep. he fucking suddenly unleashed. It's like I, it's I. What the fuck with Carroll and Tomlin? Like they're just they're like the same person. Old school. It's old school. It's the, they just they want to grind it out. They want to keep it close. They don't want to make mistakes. Turn the ball over. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. I like, and, and, and it used to be, and here's the, here's the thing with both those teams. It used to be, they had good enough defenses and dominated yeah. defenses yeah. where they could get away with that. Yeah. But now they, they can't. They, and they have, I think they're starting to realize a little bit, or at least maybe Seattle is to some degree is that they, is they, is they, their defenses aren't good enough to do that anymore, but they, they have to sort of take more chances on offense. The worst part is that they kind of like are hanging around the playoffs. So like it only, mm-hmm. it only like, but, behooves them to play yeah. fucking in this gross way you know like yeah, like totally. maybe we'll just luck out to 500 and sneak into the yeah. playoffs whatever you know like yeah exactly that's that's they've been doing this for years now yeah. we've i i swear we've been talking about this for a long time like they they are almost mirror images of each other of of the style of play the organization what how they do things and stuff it's it's, it's really weird um also uh before we get off these guys and make this pick there's another nickname now for drew lock I don't know if you caught on this one, but now it's Drew Block because of the block he laid in. So Ken Walker can score the touchdown in <laughs> yeah. that game. Yeah. So now everybody's like, there's pictures of him and they're like, everyone's calling him Drew Block and stuff because he, he made an impressive block on, a, on the defensive player. Um, also, to your point, too, uh, I just learned uh, there was an interview with DK Metcalf on that last drive on that catch uh, down the field where Metcalf caught it over the two guys and made a catch. Metcalf came and said that the, 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 the play that was drawn up in the huddle, he was supposed to be like a, uh, what do they call it? Like a hook player. So, so he was supposed to like curl back towards the quarterback on, on the original play. And Drew Locke made a, made a adjustment at the line of scrimmage because he saw the coverage and he told DK to keep going instead of, and try to, instead of, you know, making the hook back towards him. And so he, he like changed the play at the line of scrimmage and told him and then threw the, because he was like, I got, I got Metcalf on the so play. Carol, like, Carol wanted a fucking eight yard curl. It's basically. And Locke was like, why don't we try to get 30? And went yeah, fucking and game. did it. Yeah. And did it. But I think Carol was okay with it because he has the ability to sort of make those adjustments or whatever, but because he, he, and he read the defense perfectly and he made the right call. And that's, that's an incredible thing that he, um, I'm even more proud of everybody for actually doing it. It's a fun game. I love Seattle this year. As you know, who's the quarterback this week? Yeah, I think it's going to be Gino. I think he'll. I think he's healthy enough to come back. I, I think they held him out of Philly so that he's he's just to be safe because now he's okay now. Who do back. you like in this game? 
think because so Tennessee is right up there with Seattle, Pittsburgh of style of play and the whole thing. Tough defense. Tannehill's making me get worried here a little bit with that offense. Um, but I'm still I'm leaning towards just taking the two and a half points because I think this game is going to be really close. And that's that's always been my default gambling with Seattle is you always take the point the points no matter who has it. So you're taking Tennessee. I'm going to take Tennessee in the two and a half. I'm going to take Seattle just to go against you. All right. For no, no other reason. Just to just have a yeah. little bit of disparity. Great. Uh, moving on to Cleveland minus three in Houston. Flacco versus Case Keenum <laughs> in the Chris's Boner Bowl. <laughs> I'm watching with yeah, my man. pants off, butt plug in, just fucking high on on, on mediocre quarterbacks with big arms. Like I, this is the game of the week to me. Oh, Everyone man. wins yeah. unless fucking CJ's not playing, is he? Oh, I think he's still out for this week. Uh, this one's probably going to end even. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you take. P- just pick one. I'm going to take Cleveland because they, I think they need it more. And Houston feels like they're in a swoon, and they don't have the, the, they don't have the receivers. I think both Nico and Tank are out. Not that it matters to Case Keenum, who's a gangster. Uh, I, I shouldn't bet against murder was the case, but I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm taking Cleveland with you too. I, I, I for all those reasons and. Uh... And defensive, all that kind of crap. But yeah, I think I think Cleveland makes the playoffs. Actually, I think I think they're just playing well enough that they'll probably get a wild card. Here, I uh, I, I bet a, I bet weeks ago I bet a Pittsburgh to not make the playoffs, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like basically I cashed it out because it was only te- I could only win ten dollars more. That's how bad Pittsburgh is. So like, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I th- perfect. yeah I, p- I placed the same day I placed placed the Bills to make the playoffs, but I haven't cashed that one out. I want the full I want the full full money on that. One. <laughs> All right, uh, Washington plus three in New York against the Jets, where it looks like Trevor Simeon is going to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, this is going to be one of those Washington plays good at the end of the season ser- seasons, which like is every season of like, mm. especially Ron Rivera. I I I feel like Washington can, uh, but the Jets have a good defense. Yeah, minus three isn't a lot. It's not a lot. I'm going to take the points in Washington, and I don't, because I just, who fucking cares on this one? I'll just take the points and see what happens. I'll take the Jets, because why not? Why not? Because of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Yeah. yes, exactly. Oh, uh, speaking of which, you know, who knew that uh, he wasn't actually 100% healthy and actually make it back for this season? The people that fucking even bought into that and made an argument Uh, are stupid. it, It just... Makes me. It just makes me so angry that like the media runs with it and they all make it a try to make it a story. He's got those Even motherfuckers though, wrapped around his finger. I like. <sighs> I'm impressed by it. Like I'm almost like kudos to you, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I'm disgusted by it. I can't stand d- it. Dicking everybody around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's the problem. Like it's a, it's a two way street, right? Like they all they all buy into it and yeah. and and or eat they, it up. And if they don't, then they like yeah, they buy into it on that end. And he's like, whatever. You're talking about me. Peace. Yeah, exactly. That's all he wants is the fucking attention. Yeah. It's all about the fucking attention, and I just can't. I just can't anymore. I just go away. Uh, I'm gonna go away. Put him in a dark room permanently. Let's f- let's fire let's fire away a all little right. bit here. Okay, uh, Indianapolis plus one at Atlanta. I I just don't understand how Indianapolis is getting one this point is easy, here. This is easy money. Yeah, take the Colts and Minshew. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay minus five in Carolina. Uh, Carolina won last week on a fluke against Atlanta. Basically, like, I don't know what the fuck Atlanta was doing. This is, uh, that this guy, is, this that, is a recency bet. I think that you're lucky to get minus five. I think the Green Bay yeah. can cover this easy. Yeah. 
Give me Green Bay as well, even though Love has been struggling. But, uh, but he's, he, I think he, he also was like in the MVP conversation three weeks ago. Like, that's, <laughs> that's fucking, yeah, it's so stupid. Uh, uh, Jacksonville plus two in Tampa. I'm a little surprised Jacksonville's getting two points in Tampa. Well, I think this is recency bias too. Yeah, Tampa 100%. Really Baker Mayfield's now going to the Hall of Fame, didn't you hear? <laughs> Bet the recency bias. Go Tampa. Yeah. I'm taking Jacksonville. I'm with you, with you on that one. Uh, Arizona plus four in Chicago. This one gets a little tricky. Chicago got hosed a little bit last week. I, I like them. I like them too. I'm gonna go ahead and take them, even though I know it's fuck. I'm gonna be fuck. How bad did Arizona lose last week? By I mean, they lot. lost by a they million. Lost by a lot, but they put they put up 29 points though. Yeah. Take, you know what? I'm gonna take Arizona in the points. You're probably fucking right. That feels like the that feels maybe like, I'll regret it. I don't think you will. I think that's okay. a, I think that's the right move. I'm gonna take it with you. Okay. Uh Dallas plus one in Miami. Dallas bounce back game? Oof, maybe. They have to win out, right? Like isn't it, or is it doesn't even matter anymore? Uh I'm not sure if it matters any anymore. Is Tyreek um, Hill playing? Uh, he might be questionable. Then I'm gonna take Dallas. I don't trust the Tyreekless Miami Dolphins team. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll take my I'll just go against you and take Miami for I I think Dallas probably wins this game. I want Miami to win, but I want Miami to win as well. But uh, I feel like Dallas is gonna win this one. Uh, all right, Christmas Eve actual night game: New England plus six and a half in Denver. I got a I got a hunch New England wins this game. <laughs> <laughs> and fucks their season, their draft up. This is yeah, a hunch. Right? Six and a half. I would, I would tease it up to eight if I was betting on it. But I'm going to take New England in the points. This worries me a little bit as well. Uh, maybe their defense comes in there, but I'm going to, you know, with Denver at the home, they're playing for, they're playing for playoffs still. I'll, I'll, I'll take the six minus six. Bailey Zappy. <laughs> I feel like Denver could beat bad teams, and, and New England's a bad team. Yeah, I mean they're gonna, uh, they're going to win, but I don't know how close. Like I think it might be close, maybe. Nah, New England's going to win. Kansas City, Vegas. Who do you like? Uh, it's a ten point spread there. I. It's just. Uh, I guess. Oh man, I'm taking a lot of favorites. I feel like. Um, you know what? Give me Vegas plus ten. You won with Vegas last week. I think they'll keep it fairly close. Uh, uh, maybe there's a chance here. I mean, this, this spread was, I think, a lot. I think this spread almost jumped a point or two in the last couple of days. I want to um, say KC, oh, but I like that you're like Vegas. You're, Vegas fucked me last week. I'm gonna take Vegas too. Okay. I, I don't know why, but I'm doing it. I don't either. Yeah, uh, I don't either. I have no rhyme or reason. Uh, Giants plus thirteen and a half in Philly. Tommy Cousins, don't fuck with Coniglios. Don't fuck with Coniglios. Seriously, man, he's he's already become the villain. I think all of us, you know, pretty yeah, quickly now too. Coniglios is my favorite fucking pizza place in all of goddamn New Jersey. Oh, it's okay. Dom Defara's the only person he ever mentored is the guy that owns Coniglios. I literally have oh. taken family members to Morristown. Roscoe's been to Morristown. Coniglios is the shit. If it was any other pizza place, I wouldn't give a fuck. But pizza first. Fuck cutlets. Give me fucking. Give me Philadelphia's going to win by eighty-seven points. Yeah, I think so too. I, I think, uh, I think. Although I will say, Devito, uh, he went. Devito's not going to know what to do with a Philly, a fucking drunk Philly fan. Yeah, dumb no, on Christmas yeah. Day. 
At least, and all I'm saying is, at least he went to Coniglio's by himself, didn't get paid at all. Yeah, and, and just fired his, and, and fucking hired a marketing team. Like, you fucking knucklehead. Yeah. Don't let your fucking right. scumbag agent fucking yeah. try to get you 10 grand. What's that? Like, that's $2,500 <laughs> for his fucking gross. Fuck, that guy's a piece of shit. Fuck him. If this, if this line was 14 and a half, would you take the Giants? Ooh. Yesterday it was eleven and a half. I would probably. So, uh, pro- so it's still gr- it's still growing. Only because I it's think- on Christmas and maybe TV wants to keep it close. It's, and it's a rivalry game. All bets are all kind of a thing on that one. I, I, it would. It's it's tempting to take the Giants, but I'll 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 go with Philly with you as well. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore plus five as the final game, of the night game of Christmas Day. I like Baltimore in this one. I do too. I'll just take the points. I, San Francisco. I, I could see them blowing them out. Yeah. I can see it being close as well, but I'll, I'll just take the points as well. I hate them. So I'm, I, yeah. I hate both these teams. There you go. It's like a battle of who do I hate the most. <laughs> and that's definitely, definitely the Niners. All right. Well, everybody, have a Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Peace. <laughs>